Tandem Nomads, episode 94. Hello, Nomad Nation. I am your host, Amel Deregi. I am a marketing and business coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. Tandem Nomads is the podcast show and the entrepreneurship platform designed to help expert partners and global nomads around the world build a successful portable business. So today's episode, I must have been saying this quite a bit lately, today's episode is a special episode and it is actually a special episode. So what we're doing today if you've been listening to previous episodes, Sunday Bean and I have been working very, very closely together in building a program to help expert partners and global nomads build and find, find the right business idea for them. So what happened is that we organized recently a webinar and what we decided to do is to give you a little peek, sneak peek if you did not join this webinar so that you can take the benefit of it and get a little sneak peek of what we shared with it. The feedback was absolutely amazing so we cannot wait to share it with you. Obviously it would be way too long if we had to share with you a whole full webinar um, about how to find the right business idea for you. So what we're going to do in this episode, we're going to take you deep into the two first steps of this uh, process that we've created, which is the 10 step to find the right business idea for you. However, if you really, really are interested in starting your own business and building something for yourself while living on the move, and you really want to know and deep dive into the 10 steps that we have been presenting in this webinar, what you can do is go to the webpage of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 94, and there you can go and download the webinar. So you just have to sign up there and we'll make sure to send the whole video of the webinar to you. Again, go to tandemnomads.com slash 94. But for now, I'm very excited to already share with you the first part of this webinar that you can listen to in this episode. Although it's just the first part, if you really listen to it and put some notes and apply what we share with you here, I can tell you for sure that you're going to already go really far in your search for the right business idea. So here we go. Let's deep dive into it. Uh, Sunday and I have been uh, working for months now and discussing for months how we can help you find the right business idea for you. And, uh, and we've been thinking back and forth of how, what system we can put in place to create that little magic formula that will help you find the right business idea for you. So we're so excited to be able to present to you uh, our findings in a way. Sunday, exactly. let's... All right. So I want to start off with a quote from uh, Malala Yousaf. You soft sigh. Let us make our future now and let us make our dreams tomorrow's reality. I truly believe this is a hundred percent relevant to creating a business that is right for you, and that's what we're going to work with you today to show you how to do because this is every idea, everything you see was an idea before it became reality. Amel and I have tried to pack as much as possible in today. So you walk away with um, a, a ton of ideas and uh, concrete assignments by the time uh, we're done together. 
And um, we are here for a really important reason, and that is to support you. And you might be here for a variety of, of, of reasons. So for example, you want to do something for yourself, but you're not sure what. If that's you, you're in the right place. <laughs> You'd like to start a business, but you're not sure if you're cut out for it. Maybe you're feeling some doubt that your skills aren't good enough. Again, you're in the right place. Or you have some business ideas, but you're not sure what to do next. So that's exactly the objective of our time together. And I'll let Amel tell you more about what we'll achieve by the end of our call. Yeah, definitely. So in the meantime, I want you to tell us actually if one of these situations applied to you. Did you ever feel like this is me? So we're, you're in the right place then. So w because you're in the right place, now we're going to tell you what, you're gonna, what we are going to cover today together so to make sure that you know exactly why you're here. Uh, so um, what we will learn today, as you know, are the 10 steps to find the right business idea for you. And we do insist on the term you very much because it's not only about the business side, but also finding something that is aligned with what you want for yourself. While we learn about these steps, 10 steps, you will learn about the questions to answer to figure out what you really want for yourself, as I just said. You will also um, understand why starting a business is a great solution to build something meaningful and portable for yourself. Okay, so even if you're not an expert partner, it still applies to you here because I'm sure that all of you would be interested in finding a business that's flexible and that's portable. So that's the point today, is also to help you find that business that's aligned with your lifestyle of living abroad. The other thing that we'll cover around this 10 steps is what a business is and how to make it fit to your needs and your lifestyle. We will also see what needs to happen to go from ideas to a real business. And we will also cover how to take action. What, um, what can you do to make things happen for you? Because it's not all, I don't, we want to make sure that after this webinar, you take action. So we will pack with a lot of information here and we want to make sure that it does, that it is useful for you and you do take it away. I want to introduce myself to you if you don't know me yet. My name is Amel Deregi. I'm, um, I come from Algeria, but I was raised in across eight countries. I'm an expat child in a way, I'm a third culture kid. I've been moving my whole life, moved from a country to another. And while moving from a country to another and working on my studies and then my, getting my career, I built a career in advertising um, for many years. My mom at some point would tell me, it's kind of time for you to get married, no? <laughs> and we're talking about men and, and all these things. I remember I would tell her, I will never marry a diplomat. No. I I think they told me, why don't you start doing diplomacy or marrying a diplomat so you can continue to travel? And he said that never, ever I will marry a man and travel the world with him. And never, ever I will give up my career for a man. Here I am. Today, I am married with an expat and we're moving together from a country to another. So never say never, people, because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's when things happen. So while I've been building my career, it was really, really important. My independence was so important to me. So uh, one thing that I've done right away when you got married was to plan my next step. So I started right away my business in consulting, in branding and communication. And uh, I've done that moving from a continent to another. We, in five years of marriage, our first five years of marriage, we moved in three continents. So I managed to uh, continue my, my career as a consultant in marketing and branding. And, um, and six years years later is we moved to New York and that's when I started really thinking about something that 
in my mind for so long, which was the situation of expat spouses around the world that I met and that I know of. And in my case too, I felt lonely in this journey, to be honest with you, trying to figure out all by myself. So uh, what I did on the side of my business was to start a podcast show. And in this podcast show, I was interviewing expert partners from around the world to share how they managed to build their portable career and share the struggles of it. And the whole message of Tandem Nomads is how to turn your challenges into opportunities. And this is why we're here today, right? So um, this is how I started Tandem Nomads. And very quickly, Tandem Nomads took off. And I realized that I was having much more fun doing Tandem Nomads than consulting big corporate companies. And a year and a half ago, I decided to completely join my other business and focus 100% on nomads. And instead of doing marketing and branding for big corporation, what I do today, I help expat partners build a portable business. So I help them with all the marketing and business aspects, uh, also a lot with the mindset. I think it's a lot about the mindset entrepreneurship. Sunday, could you tell us more about you? Yeah, um, basically, I... Um I started out in corporate training, doing intercultural competence development and executive coaching. So I was doing leadership coaching inside a corporate context and was working with all the major companies in, in Switzerland and saw a lot of expats who, when we did coaching together, were not interested in the business coaching or the leadership coaching. They had all the personal stuff that was going on that they wanted help with and the cultural stuff. So that's what I was doing in Switzerland. And to be honest, it was a role that um, I never dreamed I would be doing. I was, you know, the head of intercultural management, the second biggest company in Switzerland. I thought this is better than I ever imagined. And one day my husband walked in and he said, Hey honey, I, um, I applied for a job and, uh, it's abroad cause I would like to work abroad. And I said, I, I am working abroad. <laughs> like I live abroad. I've worked so hard to build up. So I, I love Pat originally. I, you know, moved to Switzerland in 2000, spent my, spent eight years recreating myself professionally getting a master's degree, learning German, working my tail off. And all of a sudden he, we were like, well, now we're going to pick up and leave and move to Burkina Faso. So I gave up everything I built up from a corporate context, like coaching 0.9 billion dollar CEOs, like crazy stuff, and I gave it all up and I started my business. And uh, the reason why I did is because a friend of mine told me at lunch. She said, "Sunday, you're not starting over. You bring your skills and abilities with you." And that was the thing for me. And I knew it's how I wanted to show up as an interculturalist and as a coach and for my kids. Long story short, five years ago, I, I was hoping that just having a web page would be a business <laughs> that people would find me online. It's just, it's, no, it's not like that at all. And I started my own journey on how do I do that? How do I be in the heart of West Africa and have people all over the world find, find me? Fast forward five years later, I have a thriving um, practice. I work 100% location independent, and it is as viable as my corporate job, if not more. So it is possible there is a learning curve and there are steps that you need to take. And there are some that Amel and I have talked about and we'll talk about today. I wish I had taken earlier because it, you know, the mistakes that you make, you always know in hindsight. So anyway, that's a little bit about me. And that was a lot longer <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. So one of the things <clears throat> I heard is someone said, um, I, I've always said I'll not be an entrepreneur. One of the things I want you to know is why Amel and I are here is because we talked about, um, 
this situation of how do you, you know, give up what you've started and be abroad and have a thriving business and about expat partners and how do they do it? And the reason why Amel and I are here for you is because we know that if you can do that, if you can crack that puzzle, you can come at your life from a place of empowerment, motivation, independence, and then anything that goes wrong in your up and down expat life is way less um, volatile because you have created that solid ground. So I think that's one thing that um, Amel and I really believe in, and that's what we want to pass on with you all. Okay, so what I wanted to say is with entrepreneurs, someone said, I never said I, would, I, I could never be an entrepreneur. So I want you to tell me what are the first things that come to your mind when you think the word entrepreneur, put in the chat what comes to mind when you think entrepreneur, risk taker, um, risky, independent, brave, freedom, innovative, very good. Here's what happened when I Googled entrepreneur, right? So basically you have to be a white man in a suit to be an entrepreneur. I had to get to like line 11 or 12 till there was a person of color or a woman. So of course it's hard. Not everybody on the call is a woman or not everybody on the call is wearing a suit right now. <laughs> it's hard to see yourself becoming an entrepreneur when you don't have role models out there um, that are that way. So I'm going to let Amel say more about what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. So what I want to do is actually more explain a little bit about why why is entrepreneurship the solution for expat partners, but also global nomads? Because I know that not all of you here are expat partners. I really wanted to just tap into that very quickly. I have a whole episode about that. But the first thing that I want you to realize is that um, I think that all of you, what are you looking for is flexibility. And, and traditional jobs are not providing that, the flexibility to be able to move from a country to another or just have the flexibility of, ha of being a mom at home and taking care of your family. Is a traditional job does not offer that. So a portable business and a business in general, um, if it's a right business for you that you design it the way it fits your lifestyle, it is a great way to shape your life and career you want it. That's the first reason. The second reason also, I want you to realize something that you might already be an entrepreneur and you don't know it. <laughs> because the biggest quality of an entrepreneur is um, to be flexible, adaptable, and to solve problems. And guess what? You're doing that all the time, especially as global nomads. That's what you do all the time, adapting and solving problems. The third thing about being an entrepreneur and um, building a portable business, I want you to realize that times are changing and that traditional jobs are no longer going to be out there the way we know it. And it's uh, sooner than we think. We're talking a lot about artificial intelligence and the future of work. And I want, you, I want us to realize that while we live our expat life in our bubble, we absolutely need to look at what's happening out there because the markets are changing and the workforce is changing and the portable businesses and what is called side gigs is what's going to become the future right now. So just to let you know that this is not something exceptional, it's just being part of our world today. So I want you to give you very, very practical examples of 
not men in suits, but actually women and men who have a normal life and a global nomads, a global nomadic life. I want to share with you the example of Erin Long, who's an expat partner. She lives in Czechoslovakia or Serbia, I think, right now. She's been moving from a country to another, and she had to give up her job as a speech therapist in the U.S. And what she did, this job that's so physical, it's it's being a speech therapist is something that happens in an office face-to-face. She managed to make it a virtual business moving from a country to another. Here is another example with Olivier. Olivier is uh, an, he's an, originally an actor and a director, another job that is not supposed to be portable. He managed to take that skill that he learned as an actor to be able to help people as a confidence coach. And this is a business that is completely portable. Here is another example, Ebere, who uh, is uh, originally from Nigeria, and she is she was already an entrepreneur before she had to move abroad, but um, she had a type of business that's really not portable, which is a restaurant so she, and a catering business. You cannot take that with you. But she was so smart that she managed to create actually a spice company out of her experience in the in the in the restaurant experience uh, in the restaurant business. She d- developed a brand that's called Ataro Global Food, where she does consulting and also has her own brand in spices, spice packages. So Sunday, could you explain us what we're going to cover today? Oh, right. So basically what did they do and, and what have Amal and I discovered is necessary to transform an idea or a, a challenge. I live abroad, my skill isn't working anymore to go from that to a viable business. These are the steps that you need. And we're really excited to share them with you. We've This is not like, oh, I had a great idea in the shower and now I'm going to start this business. You notice these are 10 foundational steps. But what we know from um, entrepreneurs that eight out of 10 fail for reasons of one of these 10 steps missing. So this is why um, an idea to a business is not as simple as one might think. And this is the solid way to make it happen. Okay. So um, we're going to start. I just want you to know when we go, when we look at these 10 steps, you have these 10 steps. We're going to talk more about each one of them. One and two, we're going to do a deep dive today. We don't have time to do it for everything. So we're going to go deep on one and two. We're going to give you like, ask you tough questions, give you assignments. So step one is your big picture. This means really you big, big, big picture. Some people like to talk about it as purpose right? The purpose of your life is not to be happy. It's to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you've lived and lived well, right? Wolf, Rolf Waldo Emerson, if you can go to bed at night saying, yes, I've lived and I've lived well, that's what it's all worth it, right? So this idea of purpose is something that, um, that follows people, but it is a big problem for people because They're searching for it and they're hungry for it. And it's elusive. It's like, I haven't found it yet. If you can tell me in the chats, if you've ever felt that, I'd love to know from you. Like, I want, what's my purpose? I want to find it. If you felt that, I'd love to hear from you because this is something that I think people struggle with. And we, we get stuck on looking for it. Or if we had it and we had to give it up to go move abroad, then we feel like we're lost. Okay, so there's another way of looking at this. Purpose is not a needle in a haystack that you have to find. And I know some people feel that way. And you feel guilty if you haven't found it. It's like you're doing something wrong. So instead 
of looking at purpose, like a needle in the haystack, I want you to think about, um, I'm going to go back to one slide. I want you to think about it in a different way, that purpose is, is something that we create. It's something that you experience, all right? And a business is a great way that you can create purpose. And we know this from, from research. When people are, have lost their way um, and then end up finding their purpose, they did it by experiences. It didn't just dawn on them one day. It's through the exploration, the action. And that's why something Amel and I have really in common is you need to take action to get forward. So my invitation to you is to get rid of this idea of purpose as the thing I have to find, completely throw that out. And I want you to just think about impact. What impact do I want to make? What impact do I want to make in my life, in my kid's life, in my partner's life, in, my, in, in children's life, in, in my community? Because that is meaningful, right? So if you do, take away anything from today, I want you to think about not purpose, but impact. Okay, because that's what it is. Purpose is being useful. It's being helpful. I know that you've lived and lived well. Okay, so that's what we're going to look at is something called a purpose strategy. I can only give you one step today, um, but it's something that I do with my clients on how can you find your purpose. Purpose is the reason. Strategy is the plan or the how, right? So we're just going to find out how you can make an impact. So step one with that is very simple. You just dig. Dig, 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 dig for the kind of impact you'd like to make in the world or in your own life. So all I want you to do is think about right in your guts, right deep down here. Like if you could make an impact, what would you like to make an impact on? Who would you like to make an impact on? Okay, for some people, it's inner focused. And for other people, it's outer focused. So for some of my clients where it's inner focused, maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your personal professional direction. Maybe it's your self-confidence or your spiritual practices. That says something. Or maybe for you, it's um, children's well-being or finances or politics or journalism, anything, art. Something that you want to make an impact in a community, the art community with animals, with aging parents. These are all wonderful foundations to get great business ideas. And Amel will talk about that more later. But this is about where do I want to make an impact? And again, you feel more empowered because then you can start doing something about it. Okay, so I want you to think now for yourself, what inner areas are calling your attention and what outer areas feel important, right? So you can just make a little list for yourself right now. Maybe you only have one inner and five outer or vice versa, right? Just what did, what did you notice? I know we're going fast. Let's see. Any ideas for purpose? Let me see what you've got here. I'm sorry. I'm like squinting at the screen because it's so small. Um, the purpose is so tied to your sense of identity, which is always in flux as an, as an expat. Exactly. So if you, if you having a hard time tying, um, if your identity is tied to the thing and the thing is always changing, that's how it can be volatile. Right. But if you, if you're really clear on what kind of impact do I want to make in the world, what kind of impact do I want to make in my life or in others that doesn't have to change. Um, I want you to do this as an assignment, Get really clear. Where, where am I hungry to make an impact? Um, is it more in the inner area? Is it more in the outer area? And then here's the next part of the assignment. I want you to go one step further. Dig deeper. Give yourself a time frame 
uh, that's meaningful for you. For some, it might be five years, some it might be 10 years. And I want you to say, what have I, what do I want to say in the next five years that I've experienced, that I've created, or I've learned, that I've started, that I've gained? Answer these questions for yourself. Because in the answers is impact. And it's that purpose that people are so hungry for. Okay, so this is when we're talking about step one of the big ideas. Purpose is one really big one. And the other one is about the purpose in terms of business. So Amel, I don't know if you're ready to take over from here. Fabulous. I hope that you already got some ideas here and some aha moments, because I know that when I've heard this for the first time, I was like, oh, wow. All right. So now I have a question for you. Um, could you tell me how would you define what's a business? So I'm going to wait a little bit here. Activity that earns money. money yep. yep. Used to be brick and mortar. Not so much anymore. That's a good point. Provide yep. service or product for money. Yep. Any organization that makes money. Fantastic. So these are great, great points that businesses are supposed to make money. Businesses are a product or service in exchange of revenue. Um, what good ideas we had. I love that you mentioned that it used to be brick and mortar. It's not much anymore. That's so true. Something that earns an income serves a particular specific group of people. I also like that you mentioned that. Offering goods and services in money. Really, really great, great answers. Here's the thing. The problem with these answers is that um, it might not help you figure out, okay, so now which product or service should I sell? Rather, I would invite you to ask yourself, what problem do you solve? That's the whole mindset shift that I want you to have when you think about business. Don't think about the money yet. Think first about What problems do you actually solve in your life? Why are people calling you? Why are your friends and your family, hey, hello, Barbara, tell me, can you help me with that? So I want you to think about that. What problems are you solving? Because a business at the end of the day is something that solves. That's the only thing you need to remember right now. Um, for artists and, for example, fashion designers, or, um, painters, authors of novels, um, you want to think about desire. It might be an, a, a keyword that could help you to think about it. What desire can you solve? And I'm, I work with a lot of artists, and that's a perfect direction. People who do art, they say, oh, that won't be a business. Mm-hmm. But it actually, one, it serves... There are some artists on here. I know that it fulfills your desire, right? And the desire for other people to, to be fed by art. Definitely. So desire, it's a really, really good point. So the other thing now, um, Sunday, you were mentioning what, uh, what impact I want to make. And that's actually where the business comes in. This is where the relationship with purpose comes in. So think about what problem you solve and make it the purpose and the mission of your business. Because that's what will make you last beyond just the fact of earning money. So uh, it's very important. We talk a lot about it Sunday and I, the importance of embracing money and dealing with our money blocks. But but in order to go through that journey of ups and downs of entrepreneurship, you need to have a strong mission statement. And that's basically the problem you're solving. Thus, your purpose. 
So I want to just brief you um, on the three types of businesses because that's going to be important for you when you start working on your vision and in your plans. The three types of businesses that exist are the first one, freelance business. So the advantage of a freelance business is the flexibility because when you're a freelance, you can have you can manage the time your time the way you want it. I can give you some examples like writers, uh, freelance journalists, consultants. Um, these are examples of freelance businesses. Um, but the disadvantage of a freelance business is that there's only 24 hours a day and a freelance basically is sending, selling their skills, but also their hours in exchange of money. So if you really want to scale, that's a freelance business not going to help you scale much. The second, um, the second type of business is the large business. So the large business is the complete opposite, very, very little flexibility. Although I don't want to go in detail, it would take too much time, but there's a way to do it, still have a large business and flexibility, but it's still a huge system. Um, but at the same time, um, you have more opportunities to scale and to make more money and you don't depend on your actual hours of the day to be able to generate revenue. Then you have the, the small and medium businesses, which is something in between, between the flexibility and the scalability. But I brought this, uh, I, did, I did this graph for you to be able to picture a little bit um, the criteria that you have to think about when you think about what type of business you want for yourself. So we said there's free, freelance business, small business, large business. And what happens is that the, with the freelance business, like I said, you have a lot of flexibility, very little risks, but very little possibility to increase your revenue. Your revenue depends on your time, unless you charge thousands of dollars per hour, which would be great, it's possible, but that's the limitation. Um, with a large business, you can have more, more revenue, you can scale, but there's also a lot more risk involved in, in a large business. The portability aspect, I'm gonna talk about it in a, in a bit, but I just wanna hear just tell you the importance of this graph is that you want to think about what Sunday told you before about what impact you want to make. And, and this is how you align your business with the impact because depending on the impact you want to make through your business, sometimes impact goes with risk. The more you're, you're, um, the more you're passionate about making impact, the more I think you might be willing to take some risks to think big and go be go beyond those limits but also sometimes it's important to know you what you really want for yourself and that's the inner purpose that Sunday was talking about it's important to be honest and just say I just want something for myself and that's how you get to decide what type of business you want Sunday is that yeah I think I think you made a really good point that there's no right or wrong answer here it's more your personality, your needs and what you really want and what I think where Amel and I always uh, align on is don't let yourself, um, don't keep yourself small, right? There is freedom. You know, if you want to think big, there is a way to figure it out. There is a way that you can go from one level to the next level. Um, it's not just, well, I'm going to have to do this because that's what you see everybody else doing. And that's just not, not the case. And, you know, you can also start very small and very, you know, and then grow progressively. It's, it's, it's all about just having a vision. I think it's very important to have a vision of what you want to achieve. You don't have to achieve it all, but it really helps, especially every, every big business actually has a mission statement, which says in, in 50 years, where do we want to take this company? So very important to think about that. The other thing I want to talk about is the portability of a business. I cannot go too deep into it, but 
I want to invite you to think about something, especially for all of you who have to move regularly from a country to another, is to think of the long term. And this is something that I'm really passionate about. Even for those who realize business might be an opportunity for them to build uh, something for themselves, sometimes the ideas uh, that they have is very local. And it's as much energy to to build a, port of a, a local business as finding a job and then having to leave and drop everything you've built for, and put so much tears and sweat in it and have to leave again. So very important for me to think of that portability. So you need to know what is your life going to be like. And if you have any chance to think you might be moving, think of the portability of your business. And a portable business, one thing about it, it's not an online business and every portable skill is not a portable business. Let me say it again. Every uh, Online business is not a portable business. For example, if you're selling products like furniture online, you need logistics, you need a warehouse and things like that. And uh, there's all the legal aspects that comes with it. I'm not going to go into it. So don't confuse online business with portable business. But also don't confuse a portable skill. I give the example, for example, of a, of a cat groomer. You can groom cats everywhere in the world. But here's what's going to happen. If you move from a country to another, even if your skill is portable, your clients are not portable. So you need to build a system and create, have a creative business model that makes you have an uninterrupted business, no matter where you go. Tomorrow, Sunday and I, we have to pack. We can pack our stuff and while in the plane, still continue to work on our business. It's going to be uninterrupted. So that's what we really want you to do here. If you think you're going to be moving regularly, think about how you can build a business that's truly portable. I want to give you one example here because lawyers are the most the most common example that I have in my business in terms of nomads, where I'm like, I'm a lawyer. My license is only for this country. And I want to give you an example with Rosiane. She's an amazing lawyer from France. She's a, she's specialized in license for French law, and she has built a business. She lives in Bahrain, and she has built a business where she consults um, French expats in Bahrain and in the world who live between France and the world. But what happened is that she wanted to scale. She's like, I can't just stick to the French. So what she did, she built a network of lawyers around the world who, who she can bring clients to and have her share whenever she, she is not allowed to actually practice in that country. Typical example of a creative business model that's portable, even with a skill that is not portable. And that's this idea about thinking big, right? Allowing yourself to, to even think into that. Mm -hmm. So one thing, one thing that I want you to, to think now, now that you know that it's all about building, um, solving a problem, I want you to find what I call the zone of genius. So I would like you to write on your piece of paper this question, what problem do you solve? And then, and then I want you to think about all the skills you have that help you solve that problem. So the first approach is to first start with your skills and look at what problem that solves. Then the second way to think of a business idea is the other way around. Um, don't start with your, um, so you first start with your skills and wonder what problem you can solve, or you can see problems around you, things that really, really bug you that nobody's solving. And you might want to say, this is my impact. This is where I want to make an impact. This is where I want to make a difference. So you can solve that problem even if you don't have the skills. You see what I mean? So two ways to think about it. First, think of your skills, what problem they can solve. Second, think about what problems you see around you that you really want to solve. And then figure out how you can get, them, how you can get the skills 
to, to make it happen. But also, if you see that there are other people who are solving the problem you want to solve, then think about it. Can you, first of all, join them, maybe partner, or think, is there a way for you to make it better? If you still think that it's a, it's a problem, it means that it's still not solved. So think about how can you make it better? So first of all, think what problem you solve, think what problem you see, who is solving it, and how can you make it better? And once you do that, the homework for you here is going to be, once you answer all these questions, is to list all the ideas with no judgment. All the ideas that come on your head, just list them there. Don't even evaluate them. Don't say this is stupid, nothing. I just want you to write them down. Okay, Sunday, your turn. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I think it's really important what Amel said. I see it all the time. People already think, oh, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's too big. And you already block yourself with ideas, unfiltered ideas, because <laughs> you're going to limit yourself otherwise. All right, Nomad Nation. I hope that uh, all these tips from step one and two to find the right business idea for you has been useful to you and that we could trigger some aha moments in your head. So don't hesitate to go through those steps again and put down all those ideas that came up um, in your head and no judgment for now until you will see in the next steps how you can then filter these ideas to pick the right one. So if you're in the process of figuring out if starting a business is the right thing for you or if you're looking for the right business for you, then you gotta go to tanemnomads.com slash 94 and download there the whole webinar, the whole live training that we've been doing on how to find the right business idea for you. So I can't wait to meet you there and make sure to share with us your wins and your thoughts. And I want to hear about your feedback. Tell us tell, tell us what has come up out of this training because we really gave it all there to you. And if you apply it, you will get results. Trust me. So I look forward to hear from you and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.